turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. On this episode of The Reality Is... And that's, that's just a part of it. Was I emotional from the Kendricks? Man, of absolutely. Course. Imagine having to be the guy doing All-Star Weekend of when course. it comes to Chicago, your city. He's getting all of this love. Like, that was a big moment for both of us. Both of us, you yeah. Know, that was supposed to be a moment for the agent from the south side of Chicago yeah. to rise with this kid and they defy odds. And he ends up, you know, being a major participant doing All-Star Weekend. So yeah. I was still there, still having to work and just, just watch that's the like whole thing never happen. Happened. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. All right, man. So as everybody already know, man, it's The Reality Is where Filter becomes extinct. I'm your host, Anthony Roberts. Today is, you know, with quarantine, it's going to be a little bit untraditional with how we're doing this. But we have a returning guest. He's been a guest on the podcast before, and I just interviewed your brother earlier this week. But we got Richard Gray. Uh, you have a, you're a man of many names. And you wear a lot of hats right now, man. You're an NBA agent, um, you're a business owner, you're a philanthropist, you're an entrepreneur. Um, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm well, man. All things considered, man. I, as far as I know, I don't have the COVID and every day I'm waking up driven. So I, I think I'm all right, man. Yeah, I think it's a great... Yourself? I think it's a great place for uh, for creatives, man. I'm doing good, but I think the thing that gets me is as a creative, you're creating a brand and you mm-hmm. want to give it to the people. So right now we're in a zone of trying to figure out, hey, how can we switch this up and still do what we've been doing, but in a non-traditional route? Absolutely, man. And I know you spoke with Jason, man. I don't know, like I came in, like maybe I missed like 15 minutes of the conversation, but yeah. like, man, this time has been a blessing for us when we talking about everything that we doing on the Zumble and the 90s R&B trivia, like Jason exactly. and turn into a madman yeah. just off the opportunity that you get from this live interaction. And we never tapped into that, so. Yeah, and both of you guys, I think it's also a new space for both of you guys because I know Jason has spoke about it before on the podcast about having anxiety and getting past that to actually perform and talk in front of people. And not to be funny, all of us have really struggled from that because we talked about when we did that Dallas show and how all of us had (laughs) never done anything like that before. So to just get past this, man, it's crazy. How is it for you having to, you know, start putting your face out there a little bit more with what you're branding? Yeah, man, well, honestly, man, to... Many's like mystery, like I'm not necessarily shy of the camera and speaking out out front, but like my reasoning is a little bit different. And you and I had a conversation about it, you know, before we locked in on this. But man, it's really just more so adjusting in a standpoint of, all right, you know, Jason is more of a a figure of the two of us. Like, you know, since he's jumped out there, starting to, you know, be a host and people started gravitating toward him individually, it's really having to put me in a place where I'm functioning like I do as an agent yeah. when I'm working with him, you know what I mean? Like making sure, you know, being a guy that dots the I's, crosses the T's, making sure that we prepped on everything that we have going on. And then also being a person that's working when everything is shut down. So exactly. that's what I do naturally. So it, it actually put me in a space where I'm most comfortable. So, yeah, I mean, on, from, from that regard, it's been, it's been seamless, but on the agency side, you know, the NBA is shut down right now. And that's now. what I was going to ask you. Yeah, like usually this is the the prime time of the year when it comes to recruiting. Like these yeah. college athletes that you've been chasing for, you know, the last 10 months, like this is closing time. Like right after the NCAA tournament is when yeah. you start getting a name on a dotted line. You start forking out thousands of dollars for training and, yeah. and, and pre-draft prep. So 
it's real quiet right now, man. You got some some people that have, you know, decided that they, they're not going back to school and it was never a possibility. So for those agents that's working those guys, it's business as usual. Yeah. But guys like myself who has to catch like the the four-year seniors that's taking their time or the young guy that's testing the waters and the process is a little drawn out, we're kind of in no man's land right now. Yeah. I, I wanted to know, because I, I was talking to Jason about that, and I was like, man, you know, you've you've been a, a agent to people like Malik Beasley, who was previously on the Denver Nuggets, and uh, Kendrick Nunn, who was on the bench in Golden State, and nobody knew about him, and that's when you were putting in work with him. Right. And now he's at Miami, in Miami, and he's shining, and literally – I've been watching the NBA very closely this season. The last two or three years, the NBA has been crazy. And this has to be the best year that everybody was expecting. But it, turn, yeah. it, it, it took a turn. But seeing Kendrick Nunn and him, I text your brother one day, and he didn't give me the backstory. But I text him one yeah. day watching the Miami game, and I was like, yo, Miami's balling. I was like, Kendrick Nunn? Yeah. This dude is getting busy. And your brother was posting yeah. about this dude when he was just shooting shots in the gym by himself at Golden right. State. And now right. he's getting a little bit shine with being a southpaw. And I, I remember hitting him up and I said, bro, I'm proud of you and Richard, man, for what you guys are doing. And today we talked, or yesterday we talked, and you're no longer the agent right now. Yeah, man. You know, it's that that thing. You you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Like, yeah. I was the one you with were. these guys, yeah. you know, shooting in the gym, you know, before they got the – the, the notoriety, I guess I'll say with, with Malik, and then I'll give you Kendrick next. With yeah. Malik, it's a little bit different. Like, he was a blue chipper, you know, a Jordan Brand All-American first-round draft pick. I was actually the guy that started working with him, you know, after his first agent, you know, fell under that whole NCAA investigation. Like, yeah. I don't know if you saw uh, The Scheme. Yeah, I remember. On HBO. No, like, yeah. no, like the new documentary that just dropped. Oh, no, no, no. I haven't watched I that, was, no. Right. So those are Malik's old agents that – Fell on the fire with all of those. Yeah, please do, because that will add like a lot of more context to that this part of the conversation. But you and I, we can do that offline. Yeah. But just just long story short, you know, when when I started working with Malik, you know, he wasn't in the rotation. You know, he was known as an athlete that could shoot the ball. They just needed to see him bring his game together. Like his shot needed to get consistent and the game needed to slow down for him. Yeah. But the foundation of it was the shot consistency. And this was something that I picked up on early when I started working with him. And so my first task was getting him a shooting coach, you know, and I felt like I found probably the best shooting coach in the business and no one knew about him. You know, yeah. his, 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 his handlers in his circle, they were trying to push for like the celebrity trainers that was going to be charging, you know, tens and twenty thousands of yeah. dollars. And that's probably going to be an expensive mine. I'm like, uh, I don't, for starters, I wasn't about to pay that. Yeah. But secondly, I know for someone like him, he was going to need, someone that was going to be his guy and only his guy. Yeah. And then also someone that was going to really, really be knowledgeable about, you know, what type of craft that was going to be applied with Malik. And so we found this under the radar guy through a, a mutual friend of mine named Mark Campbell. I'm a plug Mark. Cause if he hears this and he always don't get his plug, he go, nah, man. And so Mark, <laughs> like between connected Mark with Malik, you know, that's what really changed the foundation of Malik's game and his trajectory in the NBA. So without being a guy that discovered him for a lack of better words, you know, I played a key part in his development, which now, you know, transformed him to the guy that you see now. It He's is. about to probably go get $75 million this summer. Like it's exactly. highly likely, you know? And see, that's and what then, I was looking yeah. at for you, bro. When I saw that, because yeah. like I told, even, yeah. and I think, I, I think the thing that most people need to know 
from a perspective of you being an agent is I think you have a good eye, a good eye. And this is crazy. But when you mentioned 2K, I love to play NBA 2K. You see Kendrick Mm -hmm. uh, Nunn on there, play with him. You pick him up off free agency. He's a good come (laughs) off the bench player. Because of you, I learned about him. Malik Beasley, I was watching him from Florida State to now. Like you said, even on the game when you would play with him, he had hella athleticism, but he was inconsistent (laughs) on the shot. And his D was good. And I would tell you, I was like, he a duck like a mug. But yeah, he, he got to yeah. bring it all together, and you were there for that, man. For sure, man. And and then and then and then I just tie it all together, you know. After we talk about Kendrick, but like with Kendrick, man, I saw his first ever high school game. Like literally, like me and a close friend of mine who um, ended up coaching at Kendrick's high school. Like Kendrick yeah. was playing on the JV team, and everybody was there to see Jabari Parker. I'm like, yo, this dude right here, yeah, this kid looked like the next D Wade. This is Kendrick when he was 14, 15 years old. Like, yeah, imagine that not knowing that I was going to go off and be an agent, not knowing that I was going to go off and recruit him. And so what ended up happening was, you know, Kendrick started off at Illinois. His trajectory was to go to the NBA. He was Team USA two years in a row, gold medalist. Like, everyone knew Kendrick could play, but he got yeah. into, um, you know, some off-court stuff and ended up getting dismissed from the university, and nobody wanted to touch him, you know. Yeah. And, you know, just through the graces of knowing the right people. Of course, I mean, you know, I'm a spiritual dude. So, yeah. you know, God put you in places, but I connected with him and his family. And I was recruiting Kendrick his entire senior year. Like every game, I'm in, I'm in Oakland, Michigan, in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Nobody's there, <laughs> only me. Like every night I'm like, I might be able to sign this kid. And yeah. so, you know, Kendrick ended up being my first client that I actually signed like from the beginning of recruiting yeah. all the way up to, you know, starting his draft process. And, you know, I'm talking to the teams, you know, because that's the real part of the process. Like, you sign these guys, but now yeah. it's like, okay, can you get me to the NBA or do something that can help me get to the NBA? Yeah. And I'm talking to all of these teams, and they're telling me, man, this kid has, you know, undeniable offensive ability, but they thought he was undersized. They didn't know if he could, you know, play the, the, the two-guard position at his size. And if you were going to play in the NBA as Kendrick, he was going to have to learn how to be a traditional one-point yeah. guard. And it was one team, the Golden State Warriors. They were the only team that said, man, we want Kendrick as he is. We don't want to change him, you know? Yeah. And so if we knew that they would accept, accept him as he was, then he'd be able to go to their program and develop as a two. And then it turns out, you know, he ended up going to the G League, but he ended up playing a lot of combo guard, yeah. which gave him an opportunity to play the one and be a two. And then long story short, you know, all of these teams pass up on him throughout the year. They tell me that, you know, if he stays on, you know, his best behavior throughout the year, we'll sign him in a, in a, in a heartbeat, yeah. you know, if he makes it through the season. And I'm telling Kendrick this all year, but being an agent, you know, you can, you can sell a player on that, but they have to believe in you and they have to believe in it. And the same belief that Kendrick had in me in the beginning, yeah. it started to fade towards the end of the year because he started to begin getting frustrated with, man, I'm, I got all of these numbers, man, I should be in the NBA. But it was never about his court, his play on the court. It was yeah. off the court. And that's, that's just how the game goes sometimes, man. Players get, get, you know, just need a breath of fresh air, somebody new, and they move on. But they that's the nature on. of the business. And so, yeah. That got to be hard, man, because like when I, like I said, when I watch it, it's kind of like anything, you know, a lot of times people always say it's hard to be emotional or take emotions out of it. But when mm-hmm. you've invested the time in a place mm-hmm. or in a person, and like you said, now you see where they're at, you know that you had a hand mm-hmm. in that. But it's big mm-hmm. of you as well. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard you speak bad about it. Like I told you, being a friend, yeah. I've never even knew that they weren't your clients anymore. Anytime I would reach right. out with you for, to you, 
you still rooted for them. And I think that's something that right. you need to know or people need to know or people need to hear because a lot of agents, they are truly in it for themselves. And I can honestly sure. say from knowing you, I've never seen you do a greasy thing in your life. Even when me and your brother, like I, I have to tell people this, when me and your brother wasn't on the best terms in a business sense, you still treated yeah. me with respect. You still spoke to me and yeah. he even cracked a joke about it on the pot, on the uh, show IG Live the other day. He said, man, I thought me and you had a beef and you were still cool with everybody else and everybody was still cool with you. And like mm -hmm. I told him, I said, but that's the respect that I have for you guys because you never switch up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's just a part of it. Was I emotional from the Kendricks? Man, of absolutely. Course. Imagine having to be the guy doing all-star weekend of when course. it comes to Chicago, your city, he's getting all of this love. Like that was a big moment for both of us. Both of us. You yeah. know, that was supposed to be a moment for the agent from the South side of Chicago yeah. to rise with this kid and they defy odds. And he ends up, you know, being a major participant doing all-star weekend. So yeah. I was still there, still having to work and just, just watch Act the like whole nothing thing. Never happened. I was tough, man. And yeah. just, you know, show and people like, and I always told people like media people, you know, personnel throughout the league, they would try to get negative about it with me, but I stop them in their tracks. Like, man, listen, like I dealt with that. And yeah. now y'all coming in with the late pity party. It's like yeah. making me having to relive it all over, over again. again. So I'm like, look, my takeaway from it was my takeaway from it. And I think it, it made me a better, you know, advisor yeah. for guys in the future. And trust me, I, I cried. I, I punched the mattress. I cursed people out, you know, yeah. behind closed doors, all of, of that stuff. But after I went through my my thing about it, man, it's done and it's over. And yeah. It may pop back up when he signs a deal, $10 million somewhere, a year. Somewhere down, down the line. Summer. Exactly. That's, if a guy gets $10 million a year, I know what my take was yeah. supposed to have been in that. Exa you know? Exactly. Like, so, yeah, yeah, man. So it's, you, it's, it's, it's coming. Bro. I think it, the thing about it, I think is, um, I talk about it all the time, that little room in New York a couple of years mm -hmm. back. And I talked to Crystal the other day and I told her and I said, uh, I said, it's crazy the trajectory our lives are on right now. We're all Absolutely. struggling and succeeding at the same time to get to where we want to go. But the thing about everybody mm -hmm. in that room, even Brandon McKinney, your brother, is nobody mm -hmm. gave us shit, man. We've all been uh, dudes who got it out of the mud. Nobody gave us anything. Mm -hmm. We're still learning the mm -hmm. game. We make a lot of mistakes because we're learning, but that gives us also a lot of advising information that you can pass on to your next client. And speaking Absolutely. of next client, I was loving watching Kendrick Perkins on uh, The Jump. That was my show, you know, sure. with, sure. with Rachel and... And uh, what's his name? Out of Houston. Uh, uh, was he? Vince Carter you cousin. Rachel McGrady, Nichols. McGrady, McGrady. Oh, and T-Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with sure. T-Mac there. And then I saw Kendrick Perkins and his laugh. You know, his laugh is one yeah. of my things that I've always loved. And he has that slow he's draw. I'm from Dallas. Cuban Southern draw. Exactly. Sure. He's, he's a he's Texas relatable. boy. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like when I watched it, I was like, yo, this is my guy. And then sure. I think I saw a picture of you. And then I talked to Jason. And Jason told me he is now a client. That's a big deal, yeah. man. What has that been like? Sure. Man, man, it's, it's been phenomenal, man. Like, honestly, at one point, I had, you know, Kendrick Nunn was rolling in the G League. Malik was rolling in the league. And then Kendrick Perkins and I had started working together, like, around that same time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I came into contact with Kendrick, you know, through Kevin Garnett. You yeah. know, my first opportunity in the NBA when I was an intern, I was working with the Brooklyn Nets. And for whatever reason, me being the only African-American staff member that did a little bit on the court and a little bit in the front office, KG just gravitated toward me from yeah. day one. Like literally, I could say this, he would give me publicly anyway more respect than even a general manager of that team. Because yeah. he he saw what it was, the no yeah. diversity, somebody that looked like him. So 
that was my guy throughout that entire time. And then even, you know, since he's been retired and he just got nominated, he just got officially nodded for the hall of fame as well. So that's big time. Oh, but, and it's well-deserved too. But man, KG with his communications, when he needs me to do things, I, I, I always answer. Cause that's just a respect because he's yeah. looked out for me more than anybody would know. But man, I got like a, a, um, a voice memo like he only uses WhatsApp like he doesn't text he doesn't call I just yeah. get like a three minute long <laughs> voice memo on WhatsApp and it could be four o'clock in the morning whatever yeah. it's like what's up Lord hope you ain't over there sleep wake up <laughs> anyway man I need you to you know help my little homie out man he trying to trying to get back in the league man and I you know I know you work hard for these dudes so help him out just give yeah. me the word I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> so I get myself together. I hit the big fella back. I'm like, nah, you know, it's whatever. But well, who are we talking about? It's like big perk, Kendrick Perkins. I'm like, Kendrick Perkins, he needs help to get back in the NBA. That's a, that's the first problem. But yeah. okay, I'm listening. He's like, yeah, man, man, Perk want to go out, you know, with the right way, man. He gave the league 14 years and he should be able to retire with some dignity. The Celtics yeah. or somebody should be able to give him his fair farewell. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I, I'll make some calls for him. I'll call every team in the league and we'll see what we get back. Immediately, he throws me and Perk in a group chat talking about me. We, we, we all real niggas, man. You know, let's, let's look out for each other. Let's yeah. stay solid. Perk, so good, Richie Rich, man. You know, man, let's go to work. <laughs> we family. That's Perk. And yeah, I'm that like, is. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, so all of this is surreal. I like, think about that for a second, man. Yeah. You're talking about Perk. KG, these are these are legendary guys in, in the grand scheme of things, but yeah. I'm here to do a job. So I'm like, let's get it. No team is trying to rock with Perk. Like the NBA moved away from having solid vets in that locker room to help these guys stay afloat when they're trying to compete for championships. And they just, in my opinion, wash their hands on them of them unless you're like a, a certain type of guy, like a Vince Carter or somebody, yeah, like, somebody that. like that. So yeah. Man, it was getting closer to the end of the season, and I had to have a heart to heart with Perk. I'm like, look, man, I know we're sitting around waiting to see if somebody's gonna pick you up for the playoffs, but in my honest opinion, that ship is sailed. And you, what you don't want to do is be in the same situation two months from now. Exactly. And you're not prepared for, you know, retirement. The life after. You know. So, but our trust and our bond had gotten so strong. So he was like, man, just tell me what you want to do, Richard Rich. What should we be thinking about? And I just know, man, having conversations with him over those two months, I, I came to find out that he was very, very introspective when it came to breaking down the game. Like yeah. he had a point of view. It was intelligent. It just sounded different. Yeah. And I immediately knew that that would be a hit for TV. Like I knew that without a doubt. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I, you know, I mean, of course he had his own relationships, but I had been talking to Woj about the Malik extension. And I was like, man, let me see if we can set it up where you can go on the Woj podcast tell some dope stories and officially retire, like do the media version of the farewell uh, yeah. that you deserve. And so he flies to New York, you know, he does the Walsh podcast, Walsh starts sharing all of these clippings from the interview. Next thing you know, my phone is ringing off the hook. Like everybody wants Perk to come on TV and, and talk basketball. Yeah. But nobody was trying to pay. pay so yeah. imagine this, I'm having to tell somebody that's used to making millions of dollars to have to think, like he's never thought before, man. We're going to have to be like an intern and not get paid and take every opportunity and just flood, 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 flood. Yeah. He never not trusted me for a second. And so all of those trips to Fox Sports, ESPN, all of that stuff, that's out our own dime. We hustling. Yeah. We ain't getting nothing from these networks. And I knew eventually that it was going to come full circle and somebody was going to offer him something. But yeah. that opened my mind up of working with guys that were transitioning out of the NBA and taking, you know, taking a, taking a hold of what that next step would be. And that's smart, man. It's, it's smart because for one, if you're coming in a situation as a no name and you're making a name for yourself, 
what better way than, like you say, to spread yourself abroad and be in multiple places and not only be tied to one thing? Because like I said, when I found out about that, I was like, the first thing I thought was, I did not know you were into like, you know, entertainment. So when that yeah. happened, I was just like, yo. And then like you say, he's a hit. I saw him on, when I saw him on the jump, I was like, yo, this is dope. He's visiting. And then I think two mm-hmm. weeks later, he was on there like every other episode. Then it was every like episode. every day. And I was like, damn, he got a spot now. T-Mac wasn't there and he ain't been there yeah. or whatever. And I saw him in there yeah. and I was like, that's yeah. a good look. And when I saw that, I was like, that's a good look for Richard, man. That's yeah, a good man. look. So, yep. So just noticing that it was an opportunity there. It was just a matter of me s- selling him on just grinding it out. And yeah. I will be able to take from that when I do make a stronger emphasis on the front end, the front end of guy's career, like yeah. whatever I did to sell him on that and get him to believe in me and that, I have to apply that when it comes to a point in time when I'm getting ready to lose a client or yeah. things are getting rocky. Like I gotta be vulnerable, I gotta open up, I gotta articulate that, that's an actual skill. Yeah. So while, you know, I probably caught some bad luck with, you know, how people wanted to handle some business, you know, I still kind of hold myself accountable to that. And I got that from Jason. Like yeah. we almost had like some close like words yeah. over that because like he was just like, yeah, man, you got to like, I mean, so let's, 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 let's point the gun at you. Like, what did you do wrong? And I'm looking at him like, man, you just seeing how much I've been grinding, how much yeah. I've been pushing these dudes. Like, man, yeah. they just, dang, they were just bad dudes, but that's not the reality of it that's the reality of the industry and I'm not the first or the last guy that's going to have to deal with that. So it's exactly. like, I got to give myself a better chance of retaining guys and put myself in a, in, in a better position. But until that point in time, like any business, you got to diversify, you know, yeah. how do I stay afloat? I could have easily went and took a job, like talk to rock nation, CAA, all of these people, they were welcome, welcoming me with open arms, yeah. but it's like, I can't just go be another fish in a big fish tank. Yeah. And the purpose behind what job. I'm doing is not present. Yeah, exactly. on top of that, you exactly. know, but it's the purpose. So it's like, man, with these transitioning players, man, I, I got a, a process that I have in place that starts with mental health, then starts with them understanding what they're good at. It doesn't have to be media. Like, yeah. what do they genuinely like? But they, my thought is they can't approach that second phase of what they're into until they get past the fact that they're no longer on the big stage and getting that love as an NBA player. Once NBA players get past that, man, they can do anything in the world they really because can. they're celebrities. Yeah. And if, if they say I'm passionate about tech, Google, Facebook, Twitter, anybody, they'll give them an opportunity just because they were fans of who they were exactly. in the space that they On were the celebrities. Exactly. Yeah. So before this time's process, out, because I'm, I'm doing the, the, the baby version of Zoom, I wanted cool. you to talk a little bit about um, the book that you and Brandon McKinney came up with, Slave to the Game, yep. before we get out of here. Yep. Yeah, man, slave to the game, man. And, and I, I'll give you the, um, the the more contextualized version of that, man. That's Brandon's book. You know, Brandon wrote that book, but he, he came to a point where he was just trying to finish it and he needed somebody to help him close the gap. And honestly, I was dealing with the Malik stuff when Brandon came to me with this and this, that process was therapeutic to yeah. me. Like if I wasn't working with Brandon on that book, I would have been in my own head and who knows how I would have been feeling or what the outcome would have been. So, man, I, I, you know, I, I closed out some stuff for him, you know, wrote a forward, forward, you know, consulted him, consulted with him on a lot of different aspects of the book. And, you know, we were able to get this thing done and, and we released it a couple of days ago. But, you know, it's about, you know, the top high school player in the nation foregoing the, the big universities and going to an HBCU. So essentially it's about taking your own destiny into your own hand and empowering yeah. yourself and changing the game. But it's a phenomenal story. 
being biased, but yeah. definitely. It's, no, it sounds like one because even when you say taking your talent and then taking it to HBCU is kind of what we're doing in our own lives and our own businesses. Absolutely. Because I tell people Absolutely. all the time, if I wanted to work in broadcasting, I could cut my hair. I speak very mm-hmm. well. I can go get a job mm-hmm. doing the basic thing, but that's not what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? That's not what I want to <laughs> yeah, do. Man. And and the yeah. greatest con- and the greatest concepts come from people I feel like who are okay with going against the grain. Um, before I get out of here, man, we're gonna definitely pick this back up because I want to do an interview in person. Uh, are you in New York sure. or Chicago now, man? Yeah. So right now I'm in Kansas City, but I, okay. me and Jason are between New York and Chicago. It, when the quarantine isn't going on yeah. every other week. so Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to get out to Chicago. I got a couple of interviews out in L.A. I'm supposed to get a couple of actors on. This quarantine has killed sure. that. And then we were trying to get back to Chicago and then sure. New York and get to the engine room in New York where Charlemagne and them record and get all of us in there to where we can do oh, our yeah. own little thing and maybe get some video cameras and stuff and just, you know, do our own thing, mm-hmm. man. I want to talk to you more about the whole Kendrick Perkins thing. Uh, we're going to schedule something else to where we can all get right. this and have a part two. So maybe we'll do another one next week and uh use zooms uh another 30 minutes <laughs> another 30 i love it man let's free. do it i didn't even think about it we could have went with mine because i got the premium exactly we're going with yours yeah. next. <laughs> yeah because perk and i perk and i we doing um a show on on twitter live and we yeah. have to use zoom and they can end up going for two hours you know i wanted you to talk about that one too so. man how did that even come about i think we got about we got about four more minutes Okay, cool. So initially we were doing it on IG Live because that's where everybody was going. But, you know, we had to take a step back and we realized, man, Perk's biggest audience is on Twitter, man. The show that he does, Hoop Streams, they get millions of people every episode. So I was able to get in touch with the people from Twitter Sports and get and get us a studio account where we were able to shoot live broadcasts with dual screen. And so we were able to bring guests on and just let Perk do his thing. But it's his thing and I'm EPing it. But Rashard, um, um, Rashard Phillips, who's a really, really good analyst who led the NCAA in scoring, just uh, NBA draft insider. He's a good dude. So it's them two, and then I'm EP in it. Man, that's what's up. So all I'm going to say, bro, from my perspective, uh, with the failures, with my failures, with your brother's failures, with all our failures came growth. You know what I'm saying? The yes, biggest sir. thing I can say about all of us is we've never given up. We've always marched Absolutely. to the beat of our own drum. And nobody can de- deny how we – uh, bring a strategic approach to what it is that we want to do. We definitely going to do this again, man. Me and Jason been oh, talking, yeah. man. We're going to oh, get yeah. a show. Once this quarantine lift, we're getting a show. Because I've been telling them I got to come see you boys perform on stage. I see y'all like the the new Joe. To oh. see. <laughs> yeah, man. I know our, our documentary is dropping today. 90s R&B karaoke. Wait till you see it. Uh, wait, wait, you said a documentary dropping today? Yeah, we got a 10-minute documentary. 90s R&B karaoke. Jason ain't so told me nothing. Today. Yeah, because we've been, man, we've been working. That's nice, sure bro. Was right. Yeah. Well, man, when well, yeah, y'all drop it, let me know, bro, so I can push it and promote Absolutely. it on my end, too, man. Hey, bro, all Absolutely. love. I appreciate you taking out your time, Rich, man. We'll talk again soon, love, bro. my dude. All right, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I got it on me. Pockets never on E. All these diamonds on me. Kind of hard not to freeze. Now I'm all in my bag. Got the whip on I'm just taking my time. You ain't got it like these. Now I got it on me. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. 
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.